year so far. Down the back straight away. The crowd explodes. McCready takes the lead. Oh, baby. for Dirt Lee Buttergreen for the seventh time in his Hall of Fame career. The people's elbow, and he's upside down in a big way. In the 47th World 100, Jonathan Davenport. Take me on country roads, Josh Richards wins. Now join Michael Rigsby from the Dirt on Dirt studio for Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. Side by side now for two solid laps. Moyer keeps trying to keep it, trying to hold the position. Goes a little bit in the front as they shoot down the back straightaway. But it's obvious that Scott Bloomquist had the position on him there for just a minute, but he couldn't quite hold it. Moyer has outlasted the charge from Scott Bloomquist in lap 63. But again, here comes Bloomquist back on the inside. Incredible challenge going on. Who is going to take this race fourth winner of the Show Me 100 from West Plains Motor Speedway and takes it with Scott Bloomquist coming in second. It's Please stay green. Pierce for the lead. Down the back straightaway. Oh, it shuts the door. Here comes Bloomquist on the bottom. Bloomquist throws the slider. Bloomquist throws the slider. And Bloomquist takes the lead. Are you kidding me? Bloomquist Unbelievable. back in front Where did of he the come from? Bobby Pierce, here he comes as well. Bloomquist 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 and he stops, is going to win his fourth Show Me 100 at Lucas Oil Speedway. Scott Bloomquist second. And it's round number four, checkered flag in the air. Lindell Wallace wins it again. The winner of the 20th annual George Show Me 100 is going to be Jimmy Owens. Give him three in a row. The O Show wins again at Wheatland. As Bobby Pierce gets a good run right on the low side, they'll go side by side for the lead in the 25th annual Show Me 100. Pierce has it down to three and four. Earl Pearson out of shape, brand new leader this time at the line as we'll complete lap 86. Bobby Pierce, your leader. From 14th to victory lane in the Show Me 100, he did it. After a week of suave and a week off, the boss is back in just in time for when it matters the most. Turn, you know, right, when the big stuff gets going, they got to call the big guns back in. You and Derek are aware of that, right? Yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> you guess. This is Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live for Tuesday night, May 22nd. And as you saw in the open, it is Show Me 100 week as we strolled down memory lane with some of the best Show Me 100 moments, not only in our history here at DirtOnDirt.com, but in the Wayback Machine in the entire event's history, as it's been since basically the early 90s that this is the week when the major event season gets underway in late model racing. Everything up to this point, it's been nice. It's been nice, don't get me wrong. But when we get to Memorial Day weekend, one of the big three weekends in our sport, Memorial Day, July 4th, and Labor Day, you know things are about to get serious. Turn, this is what I think of. When we get to Memorial Day weekend, this is what I think of. It's a movie scene. From the great movie Dazed and Confused, which somebody <laughs> told me the other day they had not seen, and I'm still upset about that. That's you and turn or you and Derek, I envision, and ripping your books up. Did you ever yeah. do that turn? Uh, I mean, just yeah, slightly. Yeah. School school is essentially out for the summer in dirt late model racing, and you'd expect in anticipation of Memorial Day weekend, we have so so much to cover in the next hour. The main course, of, of course, is the Show Me 100. We won't only be talking to Lucas Oil Speedway General Manager Dan Robinson, but all night long we'll be dropping fun Show Me 100 facts on you guys at home that you can impress your friends with. Turn, go home and impress your girlfriend. I know she's dying to know about Show Me 100 facts. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's really what's it, what gets her going. Uh, as soon as she, what gets her careful, turn. <laughs> this, is a, this is a children's show. Remember also for the first time in a long time, the World of Outlaws are off on Memorial Day weekend, I think all the way back 10 years ago now. So it'll be interesting where those guys scatter to the wind this weekend. All told, there are nearly 50, 
50 late model special events in the country Thursday through Monday. We're going to talk about a lot of them from Boswell, Indiana to Crooksville, Ohio, and all through the southeast with Ray Cook stuff. It is a bounty of racing this weekend. And speaking of bounty, gambling on sports is closer and closer to being legal everywhere. We, we may or may not have an interest in such matters, Turn. Many of us are wondering, could that carry over to dirt late model racing? We're a sport. Is it conceivable? Tonight in Pay Attention, we speak with somebody who has some insight on that very, very matter. Turns Turn, which is also gambling and drinking related tonight. (laughs) Turns trying to get me wasted before the show. Swab's Lock of the Week, a pay-per-view bonanza coming in July. We've got a very busy next 60 minutes. Let's get to it, Turn. Here we go. Five things. Number one on five things, in case you're not aware, and you should be, Deer Creek Speedway in Minnesota is really badass. Now Bobby will throw the slider. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. And at the line, who's it going to be? Davenport got it back. The Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series discovered what us late model nerds have known for a long time, that the 3 8 mile black dirt track is one of the raciest in America. By now, most of you have seen it. But can we really see this enough? Last lap at Deer Creek on Saturday night, Jonathan Davenport the lead, Bobby Pierce the slider, both of them nearly to the wall, and by two-tenths of a second, J.D. hangs on to beat Pierce easily. One of the five best races in America so far, particularly because, let's not forget, long before the final lap, it was Slider City already. Chad Simpson, Jimmy Mars, J.D. and Bobby. It's a perfect illustration of how good Deer Creek is when it's right, but that right there... The last lap is what will always make this one memorable. I kept watching Jason, and with like 10 to go, he, he started closing the sticks back up again. I said, well, I don't even got to look at the scoreboard. I probably know who that is coming. So, uh, and, then, and then right before we got lap traffic, I pulled back off a, again and then uh, just uh, c- couldn't get by Shepard. I tried to slide him one time, couldn't clear him. And then I just uh, patiently rode behind those other lap cars. And then I, I knew on that last lap that Bobby would probably try to try to uh, slide me right there. So I went ahead and uh, kind of e- eased up my entry there and made sure I could get turned back across the racetrack. That was such a fun race, too, you know, to come up second like that, try to pull off a last lap slider, but, you know, kind of got in the wall there, and there wasn't anything out of four. So uh, I probably should have tried it in turn two. And uh, just congrats to J.D. on the win. That was a fun race. I texted Rick Schwally, series director, when this was over and said, dude, how awesome is Deer Creek? His response, quote, badass, just that badass, end quote, turn. It's awesome that both national tours now go there. This place is worthy. Number two on five things, because Deer Creek was so good, let's not overlook just how good 141 was on Friday night in Wisconsin. Another first-time track for Lucas Oil. And as Bobby Pierce said on his Twitter account, this place is a hidden gem. Here we go, six laps to go in the feature. Pierce led the entire thing. He slips up just enough coming off turn four. They make a little bit of contact. And you can't give a guy like the catfish himself, Earl Pearson Jr., the bottom. The two made, like I said, a little bit of contact, nothing major. EPJ slipped by, went on to get the win. There are some, me included, that thought Pearson might struggle or at least take a while to get acclimated to that new ride with Ronnie Stuckey. But here we are. He's second in Lucas Oil points headed into the show me, and he's thrilled to get a win on his kind of racetrack Friday night. Well, it definitely fit my my style of racing right around the bottom on the Ute tires, but you know, on that restart, I got a couple more. Josh tried to top there, and the top just wasn't there at the first, you know, five or six laps. So I just stayed on the bottom, and, um, you know, everything found my way there. I got up to Pierce there, you know, and got to lap traffic. Before that, he was a little bit better than I was, but um, got to lap traffic there, and he slipped up one time. I got up under him. We got together, but, I mean, it's racing, and, um, you know, uh, he's what a heck of a team. He's a good race car driver, and um, he'll win many more races. So, uh, but, uh you know, uh, what a night for Stucky Enterprise and Black Diamond Chassis. First time here, and I never knew it was a tradition to jump in the pond if you win the race. But, uh, but yeah, it's a little cold out here. But, anyway, um, what a heck of a race. The tradition at 141 is that if you win a race for the first time, you jump in the pond. EPJ honored that on Saturday. Looks like he's walking on water there, Turd. Even with the chilly temps, he did tell our own DJ afterwards, as cold as it was, he might have run second or preferred to if he known he had to make the leap. That is a neat legacy up there for first-timers. Glad the quarter mile got some national attention. Number three, don't look now, but Michael Page is on an absolute tear. 
And out of turns three and four, he was up all of a sudden, kicking that A-Town flavor to him. Give it to him, Paige. He's going to win it. Continuing a hot streak that started back at the Ice Bowl in January, Page got his seventh special event victory of the year and first ever Southern All-Stars win Saturday night at Sonoya when he outdueled fellow Georgian Shane Clan. And look at this. Early in the race, these two were not holding back, swapping paint and driving each other hard on that slick surface. But it was pretty clear by both drivers' accounts, Page just flat out had the better car. Once he able to, once he was able to wrestle that lead away from Clanton, there was no looking back. And they both acknowledged afterwards that early exchange was the key to the night and not giving an inch. It feels good. Um, we've been so close, just uh, not quite where we needed to be. But um, you know, doubt to race with Shane, you, get, you can't give him anything, and. Uh, this trace, racetrack's so tricky, knowing where to go, and they don't know. I don't know what they're doing behind me. You know, it's kind of nerve-wracking. I uh, just what it is. It's uh, trying to get to the lead. It's uh, he done what he had to do, and I had to do what I had to do. But uh, overall, we had a good car. Just uh, come up a little short. I talked to Paige on the phone yesterday. He said that he thought the most special event wins he'd ever had in a year was 10, but that was a crate super combo. So more than likely, he's already set his personal record for special victories in a season, and he got it on May 20th. I think he blows way past 10 and will end up in high double digits in November and December. Number four, hashtag Deary for SEMA. World Racing Group COO and President Tom Deary is attempting to become the first executive from a grassroots racing organization to sit on the SEMA board. SEMA, of course, which stands for Specialty Equipment Market Association, is the owner of the PRI trade show, is primarily comprised of folks who may dabble a little bit in dirt track racing, but don't have the knowledge and the chops that Deary does. Anyone who's been to the PRI or SEMA shows know that while they're great, if somebody from our world had some more influence on how they were shaped, it would certainly be more productive for us. Deary hopes to be that voice for everyone in short track racing. Well, that's exactly it. Uh, motorsports has been uh, underrepresented. Motorsports, I guess, from the participation level and the facility level and the sanctioning body level has been underrepresented um, at the SEMA board. And uh, SEMA is a great organization. They do great things uh, for their constituents. But when they bought the PRI show, they they gained a whole new uh, world of, of constituency and not um, really uh, uh, augmented their board of directors with uh, someone that has that as their focus. Voting for the board actually ended today on the 22nd, so we should know soon if Tom made his way on. We're all pulling for him. Hashtag Deary, the number four, SEMA. And finally, number five, one of the big hits of last year's World 100 was the Shane Unger Rookie of the Race Award that handed out cash to the top finishing rookies of each of the first three nights of the World 100. Roger Slack and the guys at Eldora said, you know what? That was good. We're going to do that at the Dream as well. So here's how it works. The top three performing First-time dream entrance will battle for $1,000 on the prelim nights, 500 for first, 300 for second, 200 for third. The guy that is the best on a Thursday-Friday combined in the prelim nights as far as rookies gets 1000 bucks. And, and this is the kicker. The highest finisher of Saturday's program that's a rookie, $2,000. So I'm going to carry the two-turn. Do my math real quick. A $4,000 payday could go to the top rookie if he's good all weekend. That is unbelievable. I talked to Brent Larson, who is still a little bit on the fence about attending the Dream or not, but with this rookie money on the table, he admits it's getting harder and harder to say no. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we were a little bit on the fence, kind of thinking about it, help our program out or not or what. We take a weekend, just get ourselves gathered back up. Um, for a longer stretch, but now with that rookie and money in place, that it's very enticing. The the races there are, you know, they do a good job with everything there. Obviously, what it costs money to be somewhere for a weekend, and and yet that that definitely offsets it. And then, and you know, especially a rookie guy going into Eldora, you know that you're you may or may not make the race, but um, man, having that rookie money there uh, definitely makes it worth worth going over and giving it a shot. All told this year, the Dream's total purse, $396,000. Tony and Roger just keep stepping it up more and more. Dirt Late Model Dream just over two weeks away. Turn that was 
five things. How the hell is the dream two weeks away, by the way? Oh, my goodness. It's, <laughs> this year has flown by. See, I, I, I just feel, and I know I'm so cliche and I say it before, I just feel that I got excited to turn. I bumped my mic up there during five things. I feel like we were just in Arizona. It does not feel that long ago that we were in Arizona, and that's been five or six months ago. Does that feel that way? Am I crazy, or do you feel that way too? No, no. It's, you, you're not crazy. Well, I mean, you are crazy, but... You're about to have a busy stretch here. Don't make me make it busier for you. <laughs> All right. Turn one thing that has become very neat for me to see personally in the past, let's call it, I'll say, three or four years, is that the mainstream sports media is embracing gambling in sports more. It's no secret that wagering on sports has gone on forever, but guys like Brent Musburger, Scott Van Pelt with Bad Beats, which is must-see TV if you're a gambler, and Al Michaels have really pushed the past few years to make gambling seem not so taboo. A landmark decision by the Supreme Court last week, meanwhile, determined that the states themselves will now determine if and when they allow sports wagering. This it was unconstitutional the way it was before. Credit to New Jersey for that. And so not just Nevada can have sports gambling anymore. And by most accounts, most states are lining up and saying, how do we do this? Including where I sit right here in Illinois now. So we got to thinking, as many people in our industry are thinking right now, could this happen in dirt late model racing? Would you be able to bet on late model racing? What are the positives? What are the negatives? What are the pitfalls? I wanted to talk about all of it. It's a perfect thing to pay attention to tonight. It is not easy to find a guest who wears enough hats to discuss this topic, but I think I think we've done it, Turn. Joining me on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline is Dirt Late Model Driver, Dirt Late Model Fan. Oh, by the way, he happens to be Vice President of Corporate Sales at Charlotte Motor Speedway and friend of the program, Matt Long. Matty, there's a lot I want to cover with you, but let me ask you this as a straight question first. We obviously, over the course of time in dirt track racing or all grassroots motorsports, have taken so much from NASCAR. You, of course, work closely with NASCAR at Charlotte. So how much of a discussion is it in NASCAR, and are they having about this right now in the wake of this news, that ultimately could trickle down to us? Start with that. How much talk is happening at Charlotte and in and around NASCAR? Well, hi, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, to start with... Uh you know, NASCAR, it's been talked about for years, you know, from DraftKings and FanDuel and the paid fantasy sports. But obviously, as of last week, the, you know, they've, 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 you know, pushed the pedal down a little bit farther. And now it's the talk of the garage, you know, the talk of the garage <laughs> this weekend in an all-star race and, you know, just trying to figure everything out. And, you know, I, I think all of us will have some lobbyists in uh, the state of North Carolina, you know, trying to get them to be, you know, to hurry up and just to try to figure out all the moving pieces. There's lots to figure out. Having been in a multiple number of casinos in my life, turn cover years, I don't want you to hear bad <laughs> things uh, about me. We all know that the infrastructure and the expertise in those casinos, it takes a lot to pull this stuff off. As much as I'd like to be the ones uh, the ones setting lines and favorites in, in late model racing, it's going to take somebody a lot smarter than me. Turn, can you believe that? There's somebody smarter than me out there. It's going to take somebody to do that. But, Matt, don't you see that is the biggest obstacle in short track racing is not – not just would tracks and series be openings to do it, but who the hell would do it? Who would be the one in charge of it? To me, that's the biggest hurdle. Yeah, I think that's a hurdle. I think the other, the bigger hurdle is the state, each state. You know, we race in a lot of the dirt lay malls race in a lot of different states. If you just look at Lucas Oil and World of Outlaws and use them as the, the example, you know, you're almost from coast to coast. And I do know that, you know, with every state could have a little bit of different. It could be, you know, I know in New York right now, it'll probably only be, you'll be able to bet in brick and mortar, you know, casinos. Right. Where we, you know, hopefully we can have the digital, you know, side of it where you can bet from anywhere. You know, you can bet on, I can bet on something in Ohio or in here in North Carolina that's happening in, you know, Batesville, Arkansas. And so that'll, that'll be part of it. But setting the odds, I think that's where you guys come in. I mean, between <laughs> the series and the, the Andy Savries, or you know, I said his name wrong. Probably, you got but, it. You uh, got it. You got it. You did I mean, good. Yeah. That guy. That guy might have a fortune. He might have have a crystal ball because he might have started all this stat stuff in anticipation of this and didn't slide right in. So, you know, I think that's going to be a hard part. You know, are we going to do? Are you going to be able to bet on every local track on every Saturday night? I doubt it. But are you going to be able to bet on the bigger stuff? I, I would. I would think so. And you know, once all these laws get figured out. You know, I'll just tell you a quick example of you know, of the state law. I had some friends at the Kentucky Derby who downloaded the app in the suite there. They're going to bet the Kentucky Derby app. They got to the end to put in all their information. They hit bet. 
and it said, no, you can't do this. You're a North Carolina resident. Yeah. So, you know, there's some stuff there, but uh, I think they'll get through it. I mean, I really do. It's going to take a little bit of time, but, uh, you know, between that and, uh, you know, what you're talking about setting the lines, I mean, I think we're doing that already. I mean, there's there's fantasy sports out there doing it. Now. I don't think it'll take too long to get that, to get, uh, you know, working with the American Gaming Commission or Association and figuring out the right way to do it, the right kind of bets. I think it'll be good. One thing, uh, two things on that, actually. I'm not saying Andy Savory loves gambling, but he does stay up until 4 in the morning and watch uh, English Premier League games turn and sets lines on those. So yeah. that gives you a little bit of an example. And, uh, and two, Matt, I agree, it has to be digital. And we can roll on for that. But I'm with you. We have to be able to be, like you said, in North Carolina, and you can gamble on the Show Me 100 on your phone. That has to be yeah. the ultimate goal on it. You know, one of the great defenses of sports gambling from those inside the industry in Vegas and all the sharps and stuff is, well, these athletes at the professional level make millions of dollars. So a guy like LeBron James is not going to throw a game because he's worth $200 million. But in our world, there are obviously many guys who make an incredibly modest amount of money racing dirt late models. You're a driver yourself. You're a very accomplished crate driver. Is that a concern that somehow a guy could be compromised to an effect? You know, you go back to that old famous Cedar Lake situation with Rick Eckert and them, and did they, didn't they, and that was for a bonus um, you know, is that is this a concern that in our industry, you know, you could be compromised because there's more money in that, that a driver could be uh, compromised? I'm not going to say it, it can't happen and won't happen to some degree, but it, there's 24 cars on the track at the same time. It's not a head-to-head like you have in the NBA and the NFL. You know, all the teams are on the track at the same time. So to, you know, to calculate those variables, you would need a supercomputer, right, to figure that right. out. And, uh, you know... I'm not saying it can't happen, and it also depends on the type of bets. If you're talking about betting on somebody to win, you know, or, or place in the top three, uh, or a head-to-head bet, you know, picking J.D. and Bloomquist, who's going to finish in front of each other, I, I think it's really hard to cheat that or take advantage of it. But now if you take – if there's other prop bets, you know, that exist in, like, in football where the first guy out or, you know, first guy to have a flat tire or whatever that may be, there, then there could be some cheating. But if you just – Think about the amount of money, you know, you say LeBron and those guys, millionaires. There's also millions upon millions of dollars that are that are, that are bet on them. In our world, it'll be hundreds and thousands, you right. know what I mean? So, right. it's, it'll you know, it kind of equals out. But I, I don't think we'll know till we start till we get into it, really. And I think you're right. The micro bets are what the experts are worried about, too, in the NBA, in Major League Baseball. First guy to break his bat over his knee. Those, those kind of micro bets. That's the stuff that doesn't really affect the game but can be can be propositioned on. The last thing I'll say is that I think much like fantasy sports, I think it will get more and more people interested in what we're doing, period. There's no coincidence that the popularity of the NFL exploded when fantasy sports really started to explode, too. I know, I know that fantasy sports and legalized gambling are not exactly the same thing, but do you see an avenue here where this is, in fact, a great thing for late model racing and more people can just literally take interest in it because they can bet on it? No, no question. It just creates much more engagement. So if I, you know, you guys started the trend, you know, started this with Dirt on Dirt. You know, you provide an engagement to Dirt Lane Model fans across the world, across the country, to see other tracks, to stay with it. To, you didn't have to wait on your newspaper every week or, you know, an email to come from somebody to, to recap their rundown. And this only takes it to the next step where if I'm sitting at home and I want to bet on Kevin Weaver at Falls on, <laughs> on a Friday night, you know, whatever it may be show, I can do that. And, uh, that engagement and following along, I think, you know, fantasy sports is one thing, and then you layer in a little bit of betting, and it creates uh, it creates a ton more engagement. I, you know, I, I think it would just – it would take these guys like Jonathan and Scott and, you know, the big guys of our sport that race the big races and, you know, going against the hometown guys like a Chad Simpson or wherever they're at. I mean, that's the kind of drama you would get. And, you know, obviously I, I just think it would create engagement across the board that, that we – I mean – you see the dirt on dirt, but we don't see it anywhere else. You know, that's the only avenue right now. Shoot it straight. Last thing, man. This is going to happen, isn't it? It may be 10 years. It may be 12. It may be 7. Uh, eventually, we will work. We will integrate this into short track racing, don't you think? Yes. Yeah, there's too much money. I mean, you know, the big league sports, the big five or whatever, before, it's going gonna, it's gonna to just be a trickle-down effect. And once processes are in place and things are, things are uh, you know, figuring out how to do everything, and once that starts happening at the big time levels then it'll just trickle down and i don't see why in the world it could not happen in what we're doing i really don't 
Turn, you know, one final fact about Matt Long. He also has a wife named Amber that's way too good looking for him. Were you aware of that, Turn? Uh, I think I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's probably what bonded us, yeah. is, is probably that mode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, you outkicked your coverage. Let's not kid you. Let's not kid ourselves here. No, 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 I did, I did, and uh, <laughs> and you definitely did. So, I mean, that's, you know, kudos to us. Matt Long, late model driver, expert, if you will, scholar, and so much more. Matt, I really do appreciate it. Thank you, good luck. Uh, thank you very much. And I know it's a busy time at Charlotte for you with the All Star Race and the 600 coming up so thanks a lot man we appreciate it no problem i appreciate it guys and uh it's a it's a big week of racing and it's the biggest weekend of racing in the almost the country the world you it know is. with everything that's going on from f1 to batesville so i appreciate it now uh, have a good rest of the show all right thanks matt appreciate it bud see ya it is out there on twitter turn tell me what you think with sports betting closer to full legalization in the u.s should betting on dirt late model events be allowed what effects could it have on the sport? I feel like these answers are going to be split. When we get to it on the other side of the break, we'll see what comes in. That's my prediction. Some love it, some hate it. We'll find out afterwards. You're watching Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. Marie up there is just uh, is a great person to talk to. They're always real easy. Uh, you need something to get it right out. And uh, I just my program wouldn't be nearly where it's at without support like FK Rod ends. Everything on our car is you know the best in the business, and they're on there for a reason. And we just have such you know good relationships with Maria and them there, and and their products you know the best in the business, and that's why we run them. Richards in a backup car comes from the tail to win the night at Golden Isles. I have no idea, but it looks like Shepard won. Shepard on the transponder won the race. Superman does it. Jonathan Davenport wins at East Bay. He's holding on for dear life, and he's going to get the win here tonight. Bronson by half a car away. Are you kidding me, Wentz? The voodoo child goes to victory lane. Shepard will lead his flock to the promised land. He'll win at Volusia. Our own Andy Savory, is, uh, as we just spoke about in the last segment, has been grinding away on the Show Me 100 stats the past week, and we got some good ones. Let's start with this one. And Dan Robinson, who's on the phone, we're going to get to him in a second. He's going to love this. In all eight of the Show Me 100s at Lucas Oil Speedway, at least one driver has improved 20 positions or more in the 100-lap feature. That is a impressive statistic that speaks to the quality of racing at Wheatland here the last few years turned before the break we asked with sports betting closer to full legalization in the united states should betting on dirt late model events be allowed and what impact will it have on the sport how did twitter respond to and i predicted mixed yeah, uh, mixed l- right. let me i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna have you do the first one because i want you to have to pronounce that guy's last name wow you are a jerk right. <laughs> <laughs> i want you to try to have to pronounce it all right uh dan let's see Kap- kapishki Dan Dan K says, too many variables. Horses don't know <laughs> don't know what you're betting on. Drivers would. That's, that's it's a good that's point. Decent. That's yeah. a good point. Uh, what do you, you take this one too for me. All right. Uh, from Britain Godsey says, yes, but there are so many differences other than 
other sports, you have to have a line. They can't do that here. I guess that's kind of true. When would the bets have to be placed? If it's before anything that starts, if a guy breaking hot laps, you know, that's a tough loss. But, yes, I'm all for it. <laughs> I like that he listed, like, ten reasons not to do it, but yeah. then he's like, yeah, we totally got to <laughs> do it. All right, what else we got here? Steve Morrison says, I thinking, he, I thinking, I'm thinking, only certain events that pay such amount and higher, the world, the dream, the dirt track, the Silver Dollar Nationals, etc. So he's for it only on the big shows. We've got uh, Kyle Alt. Human element is the ultimate X factor there. I'm a huge fan of legal sports betting, but without enough eyes on it to keep it on the up and up, results could be disastrous. I, I hear what he's saying. It's uh, have to be monitored, and who does the monitoring? And finally, Drew Herchko who is regularly one of our best Twitter contributors, yes. says, I think it should be allowed, but only in the ability to bet on a winner. Too easy to manipulate prop bets like accidents and yellows, exactly what Matt Long was saying. Gambling could bring unprecedented influx of money for a team and event sponsorships, which is great, so long as we don't sacrifice the racing product. That'll be everything, and that's what people in stick and ball sports are worried about, too, those micro bets. First player to shoot a free throw. First player to yeah. make a turnover, because a guy could literally get the ball... <laughs> and throw it out of bounds. That's, con that's what the concern is in those sports, too, and we'd have to address that. They just got to let me and Andy be in charge, Turn. Apparently. I, I mean, who I got to talk to, Rick Schwally, Forrest Lucas, Tom Deary, just let me and Andy be in charge of this, and it will all go swimmingly, <laughs> don't you think? We can't let Suave be in charge. Weaver well, we will be that. even money every week, so we can't do we can't do that. Last week, Chris Madden did enough to take the outright top spot in the JRI Shocks Top 25. He then did not race this past weekend, and as of right now on Tuesdays, you look at his schedule, he has no plans to race on Memorial Day weekend as well. It's kind of surprising. He's really good at all those Ray Cook tracks. We'll see if that holds up. Maybe Chris changes his mind, or maybe he has something going on personally. I don't know. But I think JD's win at Deer Creek was probably enough to grab the top spot back. Let's look at this week's JRI Shocks Top 25 Turn, it is. I, see, am I right or am I right? Oh, wait, I did know the answer before the screen Yeah, came there out, is so. that, you know. Jonathan Davenport, Chris Madden, flip-flop. Uh, JD, another big win, another Lucas victory. Uh, really, though, three through six, pretty unchanged after a lot of rainouts. The Outlaws got rained out in Atomic. EPJ's win up in Wisconsin vaults him up four spots. And Bobby Pierce's both near wins. He got passed late twice. He does jump inside the top ten. I think that might be his first time inside the top ten in a while. Maybe, I don't want to say this year, but it's been a while. Speed Weeks wasn't good for him. Uh, 11 through 20 turn. Not a lot of movers and shakers here. Tim McCready struggled a little bit. He fell back. Hudson O'Neill quietly putting together a little bit of a bounce-back campaign since a lot of bad luck earlier. Hudson jumps up eight or three spots all the way to number 18. Turn, who's new? Jared Miley this week. How about Jared that? Jared Miley of the famous Miley Racing family in and around the Pittsburgh area goes from unranked to 24th. And Devin Gilpin, another guy who's quietly had a pretty nice season, uh, down one spot from 24 to 25. Ricky Weiss still hanging on to that top 25, too. He's a guy I got my eye on. He was so strong earlier in the year. Hasn't had a great run here lately. We'll see how long Ricky, once the season heats up, sticks around in the top 25. Turn, I, I didn't get a chance to find it earlier, but there was a, uh, it, probably because my collectible co stash, it is buried in this closet <laughs> back here, 475 deep with magazines and newspapers. But there is a stock car racing magazine that has a two-page spread of the Show Me 100 from the flag stand back in the day at West Plains. And I had every driver in the starting lineup. It's from the 1993 starting lineup. 93 or 94. God, I'm getting old turn. They all signed it. It's this awesome panoramic photo. It, it just, that, I, that's probably my neatest dirt late model, dirt track collectible, other than the Bristol banner that I may or may not have stolen from Victory Lane the first, the first year they went there and had everybody's. I stole it, okay? I stole it from Victory Lane. <laughs> the moral of the story is, turn, I have grown up my entire life loving the Show Me 100. Those days at West Plains as a kid are some of the fondest memories I not only have in my dirt track racing life, but of my overall life, Memorial Day weekend, the kickoff to the crown jewel season really since 1993. The show me has got the ball rolling, if you will, in our sport. It will do the same again for the 26th time this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at the absolutely gorgeous Lucas Oil Speedway in Wheatland, Missouri, which has given us plenty of memorable moments, too. Joining me now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline to discuss the event, first time on the show. I don't know how he slipped through the cracks for so long as Lucas Oil GM, General Manager Dan Robinson. 
Dan, something I wanted to ask you before we got heavy into the event. Wheatland, Missouri, not a lot of people know if you've never been. 371 people on the most recent census. Just how different does that town become starting this week? Just compare Show Me Wheatland to non-Show Me Wheatland. How different is it? Well, it's unbelievable. There's already (laughs) tons of campers and cars in the pits, and town is alive right now, but... We go from 371 to seven or 8,000 on Saturday night, so it's a drastic change. <laughs> it's just slightly different is what you're saying. You know, I spoke, yeah, openly, I spoke openly about what the Show Me 100 means to me in the start of this interview, and this is a conversation you and I have had many times about the legacy and heritage of this event, but I'd like you to really be honest here if you, you could be for me a second. Bear your soul, Dan. What does the Show Me 100 mean to you? And I don't mean as the GM of Lucas Oil Speedway. I mean as a dirt track guy as a late model guy, what does the show me mean to Dan Robinson? Well, I grew up in Wisconsin, so when I came to Missouri, uh, the show me was one of the first big events I really went to. Uh, there about the mid-90s, about 96, I started going. And uh, I was good friends with, I worked for Larry Phillips and was friends with Terry, and I was at the, I think, the 99 version when Terry won just as a fan. And, man, I was hooked. I went every year. I went by myself and stayed. And um, I loved everything about uh, West Plains myself, and I looked forward to that weekend. So when we got the opportunity to have it, I knew we had big shoes to fill, and uh, hopefully we've uh, been able to do that somewhat. And I've asked this of a lot of promoters lately, and in this case a general manager for you, because you are fans just like we all are. So I'm going to ask you to take your GM hat off, put your fan hat on, handicap this Show Me 100 for me. What should we be looking for for those of us that will be watching online or there in person or watching live on Map TV Saturday night for the first time? Just put your fan hat on, Dan. What should people be looking for as they get to Wheatland? Well, a lot of it's weather dependent here. You know, it's tricky our racetrack here. There's a lot of nights. and We've seen uh, wide extremes here. Last year, Thursday was pretty smooth and slick, and Friday she juiced up a little bit, and then we had the, the rain Saturday, so she got a little rough and tumble on the top, and you know, to watch a guy like Bobby or Davenport come from the back to the front a couple years in a row. So it just really depends on what Mother Nature will do. If we can control it ourselves, I think we'll have a, you know, a lot of good side-by-side racing. And if we can't with the weather, we'll do what we can and you know, look for the young guy that get up on the wheel to make charges from the back to the front. I'm going off my outline here a little bit. South Central Missouri, to me, is one of those legendary hotbeds of late model racing from the Will Vaughts to the Terry Phillips of the world, Larry Phillips back in the day, all those guys. How much secretly a little bit as a guy that's so linked with MLRA would you like to see those guys do well too? I know those, you know, when you go to a local track, you don't always have to pay attention to the regional guys. You have to pay attention to the regional guys like Jesse Stovall and them this weekend, don't you? Well, and look at these young guys, Peyton Looney yep. and Logan Martin. You know, those guys set fast time last year. Uh, one of them finished 12th in the feature. I mean, these, these kids are coming, and of course, Jesse's always tough there. I know he's got at least a third place there, and uh, he's a top runner, and Tony Jackson runs well, so yeah, I mean, it's always a little bit of pride to see those regional guys show up and, and be able to get in the game with the national guys. I know that you've fought this in your career. It's a question I've wanted to ask you for a while. The idea that, hey, here's this guy. He's running this multi-million dollar facility. You know, he's, he's doing it for a guy with billions of dollars. How hard can this really be? And I laugh when I say that. You can see me on camera. But tell us, how hard is it? Because one thing you have to do in your shoes, Dan, is you've got a lot of pressure on you. And that's not always an easy thing to deal with pressure and pressure of expectations. With great expectations comes the idea that you have to deliver in a great way. That's not easy, is it? No, and it's definitely always been a higher standard there at Wheatland. Um, It's gotten a little better, but people early on just really like, man, this is Wheatland, they can do this, they can do that. But it still comes down to people and circumstances and weather and everything else. Um, You know, Mr. Lucas expects a lot. Uh, the facility takes a tremendous amount of upkeep and uh, cost to do. You know, we have two guys mow the grass 40 hours a week. You know, other places don't have to do that. We have to pressure wash the entire facility every week. I mean, so just the overhead is so high that to manage that and to try to, you know, keep it profitable and, and make money and put on good shows is definitely uh, a challenge, but I, I think we're on the right track here. There are a lot of people who will come to Lucas Oil Speedway for the first time this weekend, and rightfully so, they're going to think, wow, this is the nicest dirt track in America. And for my money, it is. It is number one, the nicest, especially considering it doesn't have a NASCAR neighbor like Texas or Charlotte or something like that. But this has been a process. 
even after Forrest bought it, it's gone through some transformations from the Terrace Hillside to the wall in turns one and two to the grass in the infield, which I feel like I was a champion for, to the drag boats, to the off-road course. Something is always being added there. So I ask simply, what is next? What else can be done at this facility that truly already is a diamond of the dirt tracks, Dan? Well, we just added a new big LED sign out on the highway this year. Okay. So that was good. I bought all new go-karts this year. I replaced all the Musco lights and capacitors this year. So we're just constantly, all the time, trying to... Um, my famous roof sign on the, the roof was getting kind of faded, and the letters were starting to get old, so that's all brand new for this year. And we, we keep it looking nice and try to do a lot of stuff. So, so a lot. A lot is the answer. You've done like 10 things. Here I am thinking you're going to say one, and you've done like 10. So. <laughs> yeah. Every time I think we run out of stuff, we have a winter full of capital improvements. So. I get that. Listen, as a business owner, I get that. You always think you're done until you do 20 more things. You, you're right near Lake of the Ozarks or within, you know, a couple of 30, 40 minutes or whatever. I always tell people to go to Smith's Restaurant. You know, there's a couple of different locations there. There's some places in Lake of the Ozarks that is great. Uh, give people at home, if they're coming to Wheatland this weekend, give them three or four things to do, two or three things to do outside the racetrack this weekend. Maybe a restaurant recommendation. Maybe a boat ramp recommendation what does dan robinson have give me two or three things man there's a lot of really good places close you know palm de terre lake's a nice smaller quieter lake with some nice lakeside restaurants the harbor restaurant's a great one but then yeah just half hour up the road is camdenton and close to lake of the ozarks all kinds of on the water restaurants and really neat uh places that you know have a lot of specialty things you can go watch the big boats on the lake during the day and eat and stuff and you know i'd say smith's is definitely top notch you can really go in any direction within about a half hour, and there's a lot of fun stuff to do. And um, I don't know, maybe I get caught up in it because I'm there all the time. I can't <laughs> think as good as I'd like, but yeah, there's there's plenty of neat stuff to do around. One of my favorite Wheatland stories is the guy that told me last year he showed up at the race day and he was completely sunburned. He was as red as this this logo on my shirt, and he was late. He didn't get there till the B mains, and I said, "What happened?" He said, "Well, we were fishing." And we were drinking on the pontoon boat all day, and we passed out on the pontoon boat, and we didn't get there. We were late for the race, so you, you got to be careful, Dan. You can't, you can't get out there. <laughs> yeah. There is, there's, we do have people. You can tell they spend the day out on the lake and then come to the races, especially you know as the tourists start coming in. So they pay for it a lot of times at that hot time. You're you're absolutely right about that. For the 26th time, the Dirt Late Model World will head to South Central Missouri this weekend for the Show Me 100 at Lucas Oil Speedway. It's the kickoff to the summer. It's the first crown jewel event of the Dirt Late Model calendar year, and it's where mostly all of the eyes in our sport will be this weekend. If you see Dan Robinson, you know he's got nothing better to do. Just swing by and talk to him for 30 minutes, Dan. You can give every fan 30 minutes this weekend, right? Yeah, that'll be no problem at all. <laughs> I love to say that about Josh King. Uh, Josh King hates me because I'm like, if you see him on the yellow four-wheeler, just stop him and talk to him. He absolutely loves it this weekend. So, <laughs> uh, Dan, good luck this weekend, though. I know it's a big undertaking, but uh, I know things will go glowingly this weekend. So thanks for joining us, and good luck. We'll see you on Thursday, okay? All right. Thanks for having us. Look forward to seeing everybody. Uh, absolutely. Turn, don't don't drink in boat this weekend, okay? Can you not do that? Well, well, you're off this weekend, yeah. so you could drink in boat. But we have more Show Me 100 tidbits on the other side of the break. And turn, all I hear, all I hear when I think of Derek Kessinger's lock of the week is this. That's the NBA jam, turn. He's on fire right now. <laughs> A nervous turn awaits. You're watching Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. We'll be back in about 90 seconds. Mark Martin Automotive has franchise for Ford, Kia, Chevy, GMC, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. We cover heavy-duty hauling or vehicles for the driving enthusiast. At any Mark Martin location, you'll find a large selection, variety, and great prices. MarkMartinAutomotive.com gives you 24-hour access to every location. Browse inventory, apply for credit, and schedule your delivery. We can arrange for delivery anywhere in the U.S. or pick you up at an airport. Give us a chance to earn your business, and you'll see why everyone wins at Mark Martin. 
The Heartland loves its tradition of grassroots auto racing. And one of the most beloved events is the 26th annual Lucas Oil Show Me 100. Presented by Protect the Harvest. It happens May 24th, 25th, and 26th at Lucas Oil Speedway in Wheatland, Missouri. This is known as the crown jewel event of late model racing. With three full days of breathtaking action. There's family fun, camping, great food, and go-karts for a full weekend of entertainment. For tickets and info, visit lucasoilspeedway.com. Lucas Oil Speedway, the fastest in family fun. Late Model Racing Australia, this is a really cool deal that they put on, and uh, we're just having a blast. Parking by my butt here, Ryan, uh, it's just it's just a really fun time. It just keeps growing, so I can't see why, why next year wouldn't be any bigger. Meanwhile, Peter goes, and it's all Jason Fitzgerald and Tyler Ramp. Slide job to Earth. Can he pull it right? Yes, he can. Up to the race lead. Earth wins. Earth takes the win. Hell, I think there was, what, 29, 30 cars at, at every show, and that, that was way better than last year, so... Never know when we get back next year, there might be 50. Josh Richards in a backup car comes from the tail to win tonight at Golden Isles. Who's it going to be at the line? Oh, no! I have no idea, but it looks like Shepard won! Shepard, your new leader. Checkered flag awaits. Here comes men, but Shepard will lead his flock to the promised land. He'll win a blue shot. Turn, we have talked a lot about gambling on the show tonight, but you know what's not a gamble, Turn? Turn, do you know what's turn? Do you know it's not a gamble. Is this what thing, is this thing on? Buying a car or truck from Mark Martin Automotive, they will ship it directly to your house or pick you up from the airport if you fly into Arkansas. What more could you want? Go there today, markmartinautomotive.com. That is not a gamble. Turn, markmartinautomotive.com. There it is, markmartinautomotive.com. Turn, where's my bouncing ball? I, I I work on the bouncing bouncing ball. What a bouncing ball turn! <laughs> More show me one hundred tidbits. This year marks the first time in the Lucas Oil Speedway era that the World of Outlaws are not scheduled against the Show Me One Hundred. The last time the National Tour did not oppose the Crown Jewel, I was right. West Plains back in two thousand eight, which was the final year that it was an un sanctioned event so it has been 10 years since this thing ran unopposed i know of at least three or four world of outlaw guys going this weekend tyler herb chase young hands mike marler if the motor situation is squared away so uh should be good should be really good at wheatland this weekend but we're just we might as well keep the debauchery going we've been talking about gambling turn wants to talk about drinking he's been getting blotto drunk prior to the show setting up this week's turns turns Because you've been drinking, I'm going to draw on your face like they do in a fraternity house when you with this <laughs> yeah, sharp, with sure. this sharpie right here. Turn. What do we got? I'm excited about this. Yeah, clarification. I have not been drinking today. He's making up lies back there. I've been working. I've been, down means I came lying. in at 6 a.m. this morning. That's a for sure lie. <laughs> Turn doesn't know what 6 a.m. looks like. No, no, I don't. Anyway, oh, goodness gracious. This weekend I have it off, so I'm deciding. You know what? Saturday night. I'm watching the Show Me 100 live on MAV TV. First time ever live yeah. on MAV. Going to be exciting. Sounds fun, right? It sounds well, fun. I mean, dirt track racing typically goes great with alcohol, right? I mean, that's uh, pretty typical. The, the two have been linked. The yeah. two have been linked from time to time. Yes. So this weekend, being Memorial Day, being off on vacation, I am going to play a drinking game. I like it. I like it. So... I came up with some different ones here. Everybody's welcome to play along with me. Tweet me uh, this weekend while you're watching. Or they could do this in the stands, too, yeah, right? Yeah, in the stands sure. at Wheatland. Okay, okay. All right. So we're going to go through a list here. I think I have seven total. Okay. All right. Anytime James Essex <laughs> says, oh, baby, got to take a drink. So you know you're going you're gonna to get a few from that. Moving on. That alone, you're going to be wasted. Yeah. <laughs> Gus the Cool Mule makes an appearance. You take a drink. Because, uh, I mean, that's... He's one of the cooler uh, mascots for a he track, is the, I would He's say. the coolest mascot. Yeah. You watch your mouth. Gus is the man. Moving on. Someone has a flat tire. Take a drink. Okay. okay. Doesn't, you know, something racing related there. James Essex says, here comes Pierce. Here comes Pierce. That one's a shot. <laughs> Ooh, okay. We've upped the ante now. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. We're moving down in, in, you know, rapid succession here. Okay. Moving on. If there's a flip, if we have a flip, you got to take a shot. God forbid. But if there is, take a shot. Yeah. Yep. Okay. 
Someone has lighted the scales. Ooh. I mean, we're oh. dreams right around the corner. You know, just just talking about we'll that. Set this up for the dream, also yeah. perhaps. Okay, yes. yeah. Someone lighted the scales. You have to shotgun a beer. Okay, how about that one? Okay, okay. And this last one. This is uh, this is my personal favorite. I made this one. Show me one hundred related. If Scott Bloomquist <laughs> loses a wheel, you have to finish the bottle of whatever you're drinking. <laughs> what if the bottle's still like totally full of tequila? Does it oh, matter? Doesn't matter. Derek, oh Derek did goodness. he? So we were talking about this in the office today, and uh, Suave did put in a caveat. He's like, the only things you can drink are Bush Light or Bush Lattes, if you will. Yes, and Skull Vodka. Oh so, God, I think, I, it's okay, gonna be. You're, you're better than that, Dirt Lake yeah. Auto World. You're better than that. You do not have to drink Skull Vodka. Okay? So, uh, so that's what I'm going to be drinking this week. No, I'm kidding. I'm going to be drinking some Crown Apple. Save that tweet for, or save that screen. We'll tweet that out Saturday before we go. Uh, they go before good. they go live on Mav, and we'll uh, yeah. we'll get that out there. And James, like gambling, James could affect that. James could get oh, some yeah. people super wasted this weekend. Yeah, perhaps, we we so. need to not let him know it's going on. Otherwise, uh, we might be in trouble. The gambling theme continues. I will concede things are starting to get a little interesting. At the end of the day, if I personally had to bet, I still don't think Suave can sustain this momentum for his lock of the week. I still think he'll be the one getting the tattoo at Gateway. But as we sit here today, Turn, you got to admit, it's getting a little more interesting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm maybe a smidgen nervous? A smidgen. Let's just say Derek Kessinger is riding high. Let's see what this week's lock of the week brings. Swam's lock of the week. Turn! He's on fire, baby. After picking up three straight locks, my record improves to six and three. And turny boy, it's time to hit the panic button. Hey. This weekend, I'm taking my towns to Wheatland, Missouri for the Show Me 100 at Lucas Oil Speedway. It's the first Crown Jewel event of the year, so I have to have my A-game. This one was a no-brainer. Give me the number one driver in the country, Jonathan Davenport to pick up his second Show Me 100 title. That's right, Superman collects the big check and improves my record as 7-3. and three. Come on, JD, don't let me down, and that's Swab's Lock of the Week. This is such an awesome day. New year, but the same old Swab. So give me the green light. If you're wondering what Jimmy Owens was doing in that clip, Derek, Jimmy Owens was struggling a couple years ago. Derek picked him as his lock of the week, and he won. So Jimmy was saying, this is my house, and thanks for having faith in me. All I see turned is a 6-3 and three mark. Three games over 500. That is the best he has been in the two-and-a-half-year history of Suave's lock of the week. I by the way, turn. So if you get a tattoo, will you go barbed wire like Urlacher on the. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. It's what get, am I talking it, about? I'm not getting this tattoo. It's getting interesting. All it's right. getting interesting. One more show me tidbit before we head to the break. Illinois became the ninth different state to win the show me 100 with Bobby Pierce in 2017. Tennessee has not only been the winningest state for the race 11, but has also produced get this number the most top five finishers. They've had a top five finisher in 23 of the last 25 wow. Show Me 100s. Of course, Bloomquist and Owens carrying the day, but that is still very impressive. Show me tidbits for days. Impress your girlfriend, impress your wife, impress your friends. We will be back after this.
trusted by champions. Bloodquist wins the dirt lane on a dream. Stronger, lighter, and safer drive shafts than steel and aluminum. Extremely durable for worry-free performance. Proven in countless major events and crown jewel wins. Made in-house for late models, crates, and modifieds right here in the USA. Drive shafts, rod ends, ball joints, and shocks. QA1 does it all, and they do it well. Visit QA1.net. Well, it does. We uh, we just did what we could do, you know, did what we had to do, whatever. Uh, you know, at times I felt like I had car left, you know, and then he'd get up there and run me a little bit, and I'd try and pick it up, and they're, I don't know, the car, it, I guess the tires, you know, they kind of come and go a little bit. And there towards the end, the, you know, the car felt pretty good again, but just there for a few laps when he could run up beside me, like it'd go away a little bit, and, uh, you know, we just had to hang on, and, and then yell us play a factor, I think, on what the tires do, so... Uh, you know, I think we was all pretty much on the same rubber out there. So. You know, he did a great job, and uh, and we felt good tonight. We felt like we had the car that we could win with. And, you know, it just uh, would have been nice to be starting up front, but uh, we ran good. We feel good about it. Turn, you forget. Oh, look at the cat making an appearance. You forget <laughs> just how long some of these guys have been racing. That from the 1996 Show Me 100 that was had a Tampa sanction that year back at the Great West Plains Motor Speedway. Look at Don O'Neill, the top four there. Turn, these are pretty good graphics for 1996, yeah. by the way. Pierce, Gill, Wendell Wallace, Ronnie Johnson in the top eight. As we roll into another Show Me 100 tidbit, this is surprising. Rocket Chassis has surprisingly never won the Show Me. Since winning their race, though, each of the last two champions, also accounting for five victories among the last seven winners, have made the switch to Rocket. So I'm sure Mark Richards is going, great, you win, you know, you win it in something else, <laughs> then you switch over. But keep in mind, Rocket cars never really made the trek to West Plains back in the day. So overall, that statistic is not that shocking. Some people may be shocked, but to me, it's not that jaw-dropping, considering Show Me and Rocket in the historical context. Not a lot of West Virginia, Ohio, before Rocket became the, the dominant national brand that it is, not a lot of those guys went that way. But either way, it's a, a tidbit worth noting. Let's wrap this show up. Five to go. Number five, Ray Cook and his guys are about to have a crazy busy Memorial Day weekend, and I love it. Five races in all, four spring nationals and a bonus race. Here we go. Thursday at the high-banked Crossville for $4,000 to win. Friday, Boyd Speedway in Ringgold, Georgia, $4,000 to win. Saturday, the Schwimms family legendary Dixie Speedway bumped up to $5,000. Sunday, it's America's great Sunday racetrack, Rome, and that's $6,000 to win. And on Monday... The race swing comes to an end at Ray himself's track, Tri-County Speedway in North Carolina, 3,000 to win. This is a bonus series race. The first four spring nationals, uh, the first four spring nationals, the finest of final bonus. Eric Wells leads the series points coming in. He'll try to close out a close battle, but I expect it will not be easy. The outlaws are off, so Clanton, Overton, and a lot of those guys will make up these fields, and they'll be really good. Southeast going to be hopping this weekend, five big shows for Ray Cook. Number four, in the midst of all the Memorial Day madness, it's easy to overlook races that aren't the show me, but don't sleep on what State Line has cooking in New York. The new State Line Speedway has a good one Saturday night, 80 laps, 8,000 a win for Jim's 80th birthday celebration, honoring track owner Jim Scott's 80th birthday. Term when it comes to picking winners, you know what the key is? Don't get cute. Stick with what works. That guy works, and he works at State Line. Max Blair winning races he has no problem Saturday. He wins eight grand in his biggest victory of the season so far. Number three, so many big shows on Saturday. Next stop, a track stepping up for the first time on Memorial Day weekend, Doherty Speedway in Boswell, Indiana. 10,000 a win, two-day show, Saturday and Sunday. And what I find interesting about this race is that it gives Midwestern guys who don't go to the show me a place really for the first time in a long time to go as an alternative. Jason Fager, pictured here, a former track champion at this place when it was Camp Motor Speedway, he agrees with that, and he'll be there this weekend along with other Illinois, Indiana, and Michigan guys. I like Fager, though, getting a much-needed win at Boswell, the Dick Potts Memorial, honoring the Hall of Famer this weekend in the Hoosier State. Number two, more 10,000s and more Hall of Famers being honored. Midway Speedway, Crooksville, Ohio, Saturday night. The 10,000 to win, 36th annual Jim Dunn Memorial. Midway can put some hellacious shows on. Remember a few years ago, it was that all-carpenter battle. Obviously, Tyler and Freddie will be contenders, but I like Eddie Carrier Jr. to get his first win of the year and be standing in victory lane with his gorgeous wife, Jamie, Saturday night in Ohio. ECJ, 10K richer, 
after the weekend. And number one, let's clean it up. So many other good shows. Let's hammer them out quick. Ultimate will be at 311 on Saturday night for 4000 to win. The Ethanol Series with a two-race weekend in Michigan. Both 4000 to win. I-96 and Thunderbird, that Friday show co-sanctioned with ALMS, should be a healthy car count. Port Royal has a two-day show this weekend as well with the Ultimate Northeast Bunch. 3000 to win Friday. 5,000 win Saturday. Port Royal quickly becoming a premier late model facility. Turn, I'm told they race something called sprint cars there as well. Something called sprint cars. And lastly, Tuscumbia, Alabama will be the home for the Southern All-Stars this weekend. North Alabama Speedway. Look at this old outlaw vintage when they were there. 4,000 to win. Turn, the point is there are so many damn races we cannot get to all of them. Get out to the track this weekend. The biggest racing weekend of the year. It is Memorial Day. That was five to go. Turn, what all are we going to have coverage-wise this weekend? And we even may be adding more to it, but what do we got as of right now? Uh, I mean, lots of stuff. We uh, obviously will have all of our on-demand content. Show me 100, Lucas Oil Speedway. We will, we will be covering that thing from top to bottom. We will also have Spring Nationals from Crossville, Boyd's, Dixie, and Rome. ALMS at Eldora. Ultimate Northeast at Port Royal. And Ultimate MOV. Doherty. Doherty. Yes. yes. Doherty. Yes. Not, not Brian Doherty of Integra Shocks. Right. Doherty Speedway in Indiana. But yes. wait, there's more. Well, we, wait, had to, there's we, more. we had so much. I had to go to a second page this weekend. It. I love it. Carolina Clash at Cherokee Southern Nationals Bonus. Or uh, is it Spring Nationals Bonus Series? Spring Nationals. Spring Nationals Bonus Series. Just, 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 SNBS Ray Cook's yes. Bonus Tour. Yeah, Bonus Tri-County. Series yeah. at Tri-County and then Unsanctioned at Midway. Which is a 10000 to win there for the Jim Dunn, like we mentioned. That state line event, 8000 I think we're going to get that covered as well. And there are a few more coming down the pike as well. Uh, it's a it's a good weekend to be a Dirt on Dirt subscriber. We'll touch on that in a second. Turn pay-per-views galore coming up as well. What do we got coming up the week after the show me? Salute the Troop 75, uh, Lucas Oil at LaSalle. It's going to be a great event. Uh, you know, obviously always love going up to LaSalle close to home here. So that's always a fun one to do. $25,000 to win yep. the biggest race in the history of LaSalle Speedway. Speaking of big races, the OG six-figure payday the next weekend. The dream race at Eldora. The Dream 100 at Eldora, $100,000 to win, nearly $400,000 in purse. We will be live in our partnership with EldoraSpeedway.com. The Dream live at DirtOnDirt.com. Turn the firecracker later that month. Us and DirtVision.com will be live for the three-day, hopefully rain-free turn. Hopefully, Hopefully yes. rain-free yes. firecracker 100 in Sarver, Pennsylvania, one of the best tracks in the country in Lernerville. And then I had to bring this up. Turn, I'm working him hard in July yep. this year. yep. Okay, so we know I-80 rained out, so get ready for this. First time ever, we'll be live on a Tuesday at Brown County Speedway, the uh, Tuesday night for a Lucas Oil Race, July 17th. 10000 to win there. We're live Tuesday. Turn the next night, Wednesday. We go to the Jackson Motorplex, and we are live there on Wednesday night as well for a Lucas Race. But wait, there's more. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we are live for the Silver Dollar Nationals. Remember, Thursday now, a 10000 to win standalone Lucas show. Friday and Saturday, the normal two-day format at I-80. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, five consecutive nights, three different facilities. DirtOnDirt.com will be live. Turn. Turn. What do you think about that, buddy? <laughs> Love and life, man. Uh, honestly, go. I'm, I'm looking forward to going to South Dakota. I've never been there. That's it's a state I can check off my list. It's going to so. be a lot of fun. I'm pumped for that stretch, pumped for everything at that time of year. We have some Kevin Kovac. By the way, Turn. I decided for the Kevin Kovac Memorial Notes section, can we get a graphic where, like, there's a coffin and Kevin pops out with a notebook <laughs> writing? Is that possible for next uh, week? I will get in touch with our own Tim Truex. Tim we Truex will have something make that by happen. next Cartoon week. Kevin comes out writing little notes because he's not dead. Reminder every week. Kovac had a really good note for me this week. Mohawk, there, this isn't the first time that people will be allowed to gamble on dirt late model racing if it ever gets passed, or short track racing, I should say. Leave it to Kovac to dig this up. Back in 1988, when Mohawk International Raceway up in New York, uh, the Outlaws have been there before, was called Frogtown International Speedway, they actually had a weekly betting on their races. The Dirt Car 358 Modifieds were their headline class, but the track was on an Indian reservation, so they could actually bet there. They used sort of a 50-50 raffle ticket system, not wager slips, but you told the person at the window your chance, your choice for who it was to win. You could only bet on the winners. Uh, you go back at the end of the night to match your ticket, but there was, for two or three years, up at Mohawk on an Indian reservation, legalized short track gambling. So I thought I'd share that tidbit. That's been, That's 30, interesting. It's been 30 years. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you could do it, so that will be uh, that will be pretty cool. We're looking forward to that. Uh, this or was pretty cool. 
This past weekend, or just oh, leading into the weekend, Derek Kessinger was shaping young minds. Of course, Derek is from Fairbury, or the Point of Prairie Central High School in Fairbury. We all know that. They asked Derek to come for career day turn. Yep. And let's take a look at this. Look at this. He's got these in front of the classroom. He's got the dirt under camera. The kid's queuing him. Three, two. He could have worn a suit or something, Turn, don't you think? I mean, He wanted to go with his uni- uniform or whatever. Look at this, Turn. I love this, though. Look at the kid in the blue hoodie here. Oh, my goodness. What are we when, doing When is here? this guy going to be Derek's done? Derek's sitting up at the desk. Oh, my goodness. You know what, though? I have heard nothing. I'm not being serious here. I have heard nothing but rave reviews from the people that were there. I had many teachers text me and say, Derek was awesome. He did six classes. Derek finding future interns and shaping young minds over in Fairbury. I heard he did fantastic this weekend, uh, which was great. Four or five outlaw guys going to the show me this weekend. Uh, Tyler Erb, Chase Younghands, Mike Marler, and maybe a few others. Billy Moyer Jr., uh, he's also had the health issues with his daughter. It seems to be those are getting squared away. He should be racing this weekend. M- mentioned Port Royal. Donnie Schatz is going to run his new Rocket Late Model in Port Royal's two weekend shows, three and 5,000 to win. We'll have highlights of those. It'll be the first time that that PA Posse gets to see Donnie in a late model. So that will be interesting as well. And the Dirt Million update turn, it looks like Bloomquist is starting to take command of this thing. Yeah, I mean, no shock there. Top Bloomquist four, is uh, Top four guys yeah. get a provisional in the Dirt Million in August at Mansfield Motor Speedway. Scott, Bobby, Tyler Carpenter, hang in there, buddy. Yeah. Still in there, but Scott, st- once Bloomquist Nation turns out, it's, uh, it's hard to turn them back. So uh, we'll keep monitoring that. That's not that far off turn. Yeah, no. Late it's June. Well, June I mean, July, July, like you were saying... Months. Like you were saying, it feels like it was just yesterday we were in uh, Arizona. It's so. actually it's closer than we are to January being closer. If that you know what I mean, that scares sure. you a little bit. So. Sure. <laughs> I did a check, and pound for pound, we have more coverage this weekend. Literally more videos, stories, everything than we do in any single weekend of the entire year. Last year on Memorial Day, we had a hundred and eighteen pieces of content. One eighteen. Todd Turner already telling me if no rain. We will beat that this weekend. So this is when the DOD subscription really hits its value peak. So if you know somebody, I'm being serious here, if you know somebody that's not subscribed, tell them, get on DOD this weekend. It is worth it. Our cameras and crews will be all over America Thursday through Monday. Come along for the ride with us on this Memorial Day weekend. Don't forget LaSalle Live the next weekend and Dirt Late Model Dream right after that. For Derek Kessinger, for Michael Reiners, Todd Turner, Andy Savory, Kovac, I guess, and the entire Dirt on Dirt staff. We will see you Thursday from Wheatland, Missouri for the Show Me 100. You've been watching Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live.